Hey, welcome to this week's episode of This Shit Is Hard Podcast. I am so excited to be back. I hope that you guys had a good weekend. It is a late release this week because you know how I feel about holidays. Your girl got to get out here and relax and chill and, you know, enjoy myself. So thank y'all for giving me that space. But anyway, I'm really excited about today's episode. Thank you for being here. Let's get started. Hello, welcome to the show. Happy Minority Mental Health Awareness Month. And today's episode, entitled, Who's That Girl? We're going to be starting off with some questions that need answers. When I thought of today's theme or title, I was basically like, you know, kind of having, struggling a little bit, just trying to get my motivation back, trying to figure out like what direction I wanted to go to and go to next in life. And I just started thinking about like how a lot of times in life, we think we're going in one direction or we think we're one person and then something happens and it just changes our directives. You know, it could be something minor, it could be something major, but one day you look up and you're just different. So I want to talk about first sense of self. How do we categorize our sense of self? Like, how do we know what kind of person we want to be? I think a lot of it is based on the women who raised us, the men who raised us, um, our life experiences, a lot of the stimulant we take in, like TV, radio, media these days. And, you know, a lot of it is based on stuff that we saw that we were like, oh, I do not want to be that type of person, right? So, If that is how we create our sense of self, you know, we spend a lot of time, especially when we're in like grade school and high school, just trying to be like, I do not want to be that type of girl. You know what I mean? And I think for brown girls, it's even a whole other layer, right? Because we're dealing with like colorism. We're dealing with like stereotypes. We don't want to be seen as this type of black girl, this type of black girl, or because I'm light skinned, I have to act this way, or because I'm dark skinned, I have to be real nice, or they're going to think I'm stuck up, or this or that, you know. And then when you get to college, you think you've shedded the colorism, but no, it's still there. Now wrapped up in a pretty cute present, you know, title sororities. It's still colorism present. So I think that colorism is one of those things that, no, not colorism, sorry. (laughs) I think that sense of self is one of those things that is ever-changing, and I think you have to be comfortable with that. I think you have have to be comfortable with knowing that you are not a complete project, but you are on a journey, and I think that part of that is just being comfortable with who you are today and also being comfortable with knowing that you're changing, you're constantly changing. One of the ideals I think about when I think of sense of self is that there are ways for you to put in work and ways for you to install positive movement into your life. So you can be absolutely effective in having an um, input on the type of person you want to be. There are a lot of things that shape us, like trauma or, you know, the whole nature versus nurture argument that shape us without us having any input But as we get older, we can take the reins and try to, um, you know, put some things in play to help us work through that trauma and or overcome it. Part of knowing who you are 
is having grace for who you've been. I'm going to say that again. Part of knowing who you are is having grace for who you've been. I don't know if it's a certain type of person, but I know me. I let a lot of things play over and over in my mind. And it's like I either have shame about it or embarrassment because I'm just thinking about like, oh, my God, why did I used to be that way? Or why did I say that? Or why did I go off like that? You know what I mean? And like somebody told me something a long time ago that's like even the worst day is only 24 hours. And I think about that a lot because if you have a bad day, if you do something that you're not proud of, it's like, girl, will this matter in five years? That's what I try to keep in my mind. Because I'm one of those over-analytic people that I just be replaying old stuff that happened. And you have to have grace. Because I think that black women, brown girls, we're out here having grace for every single person besides ourselves. We have grace for the friend that's broke our heart over and over. We have grace for the men that mistreat us. We have grace for our boss with the microaggressions and the racism. We have grace for the random people who are racist when we step outside our door. We have grace for those people who don't appreciate us. We have grace for everybody but ourselves. So you have to have grace for who you've been and who you are becoming. You know, know that you're still going to hit some road bumps and you're still going to do some things that are less than perfect, but it's all part of your journey. It's all part of forming who you are now. I think back to some of those embarrassing moments and I'm like, but the fact that I went through them, I'm also super proud of myself for the growth. You know what I mean? I'm super proud of myself for maybe I spend a block one time, but not repeating that negative action over and over. I think that the black women we are surrounded by shape us, some negatively, some positively. And we learn to either emulate those actions or totally avoid them. I remember... When I went to college, I had no idea like how people's family structures were, right? Because I do come from a two-parent household. Not saying that all two-parent households are perfect. Absolutely not. But I came from, you know, I have a really, really, really good relationship with my mother and my father. And so it was a pretty healthy household. And, you know, I used to be, this is funny looking back on it, but I used to be like, no, we do not have any family problems. Like, girl, I was just, I had no idea for some reason. I was just naive, right? I was just blind to it. I was Stevie Wonder to the problems at this point. But when I went to college, I was just like, oh, when I started learning that people's mamas were sleeping with their boyfriends and stealing money at their purse, I was like, what? It's just a good example of like, how you think you have it made or how you think the behavior in your household is normal until you are exposed to different things. This is why one of me and my best friends always talk about how we feel like people should experience college or trade school or something outside of your norm because that's when you like really dip a baby toe into the real world and you find out that, hey, what you got going on is not what everybody has going on. You know what I mean? So back to the black women in our lives, even the, you know, the characters that we see on TV, sometimes they are so stereotypical. And you look at that and you're like, excuse me, brown women are not like that. You know what I mean? So I think that we have been preached to so much in our lives. We have always been told, you know, don't do that. 
Don't wear the short skirt because you're you're this type of girl. Or don't let men call you extra late. Or girl, no, you cannot be seen out with him by yourself because you'll be looked at as this type of girl. And I think there's just a strength and power in getting to an age or getting to a point in your life, not even an age, getting to a point in your life where you're mature enough to know that, you know what, whatever decisions I make, I shape the type of woman that I am. And it doesn't matter what anybody in society has said about that. Because, you know, sometimes the people who love you the most will be the ones that say the nastiest things, right? And honestly, if I open up the book on things said in black households, like, oh, girl, you don't need to wear them shorts around these men. Like, that'll be a whole nother episode. Am I right? Let's get back to how comfortable we are with change or simply learning something different. When you are thinking about yourself as a whole, and when you do this, you have to kind of step outside of self, you know, step off the hamster wheel, step off your everyday routine, because you get caught up in that. And mentally, you're living it, right? You're not looking at it from the outside looking in. When you are operating as the main character in your life, you get caught up with everything. And you tend to forget that, hey, I'm a real person with real desires, real wants, And all of these things that still exist outside of my everyday job, whatever that job may be. So take a step off the hamster wheel and really look at yourself. Look at yourself and understand, like, how did you get to this place? You know what I mean? Because, like, think about it. You know how we used to think that being, like, 25 was real grown and now... A lot of us um, are a little bit older or maybe you are a teenager and you maybe you're like early 20s and you thought when you were in your teens that you were grown. Okay, you know, with age, we understand with time and experience. We understand. Obviously, we were just childish back then. We didn't know any better. But now. Do we consciously make those changes or are those things that we allow to happen to us? Personally. I believe that when you take the time to step outside of yourself and take the reins on your life is when you really start living your life. Because I feel like there's a time in everybody's life where they are just living it, just going through the motions, and then something clicks and they're like, listen, I need to step outside of myself and look at what I'm doing. Like, I have control over this. You know what I mean? I don't want to, I want to make sure I'm being very clear. Like there is a time that something clicks in your head and you realize like, let me see myself how other people see me. Because for, you know, that's why they say that you don't know how you look to other people because you're so busy looking at yourself out of your eyes only. When you have relationships with others, when you find a partner or when you go to therapy or any of these things happen, any, any intra relationships you have, interpersonal relationships you have, People can start telling you about yourself and start telling you, what well, mm, I think you're a little bit like this. Or, yeah, girl, I've noticed that you are very aggressive when it comes to this. Or, yeah, you know what? I noticed that you are so introverted early in the morning, you know, and those things kind of play into, oh, I didn't know I was like that. You know what I mean? So I, I think I done switched up um, for you know what I mean. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> I think it's beautiful to understand that who you are yesterday is not who you are today. And who you are yesterday, it was nothing wrong with her. But you do have to be comfortable with change or learning something different. When I tell you, I had I had lunch with some of my best girlfriends. I've been friends with these girls since we were like middle school, high school. 
And we laugh so hard. Like, there's nothing like getting together with your old girlfriends, right? Because they seen you at your worst. Like, legit velour suits, bad perms. You know, like, mm-mm, the worst. <laughs> but me and my girls had a good laugh because one of my friends said, I do not say what I will not do anymore because I don't know what I will do. And I thought that was so profound because... I used to be the type of person and I am shame, right? But I'm gonna keep it I'm gonna keep it real with y'all because this is a this is shit this shit is hard podcast. And we keep it one thousand. I used to be the type of person like, oh girl, no, uh-uh. No, I would never do that. Like, oof, mm-mm, why do that? Like I used to be extremely judgmental and not that I thought I was perfect, but I was so caught up in like trying to be a certain type of person, like the type of person I, I was back then, I was trying to find myself. I was trying to find myself. You know what I mean? I was always like this super friendly person. I got voted most friendly in high school. I was always friends with everybody. And I had girlfriends that belonged to every social circle, right? So I was trying to see where do I fit in because I didn't want to be like the funny friend. Like I wanted to be like, you know, the it girl, you know? So... I didn't know exactly what type of girl I wanted to be because I had friends that were a little bit promiscuous. I had friends that were church girls. I had friends that were cheerleaders. I had friends that were in theater and, you know, nerdy, for lack of better words. Like, I had them all. And I was just trying to see where I fit in. So, for me, I am still to this day like a black or white person. But back then, it was more so like, oh, if you're not this, you're that. And so I was extremely judgmental and they ended up biting me in the butt a lot of times because friends would come to me and be like, oh girl, I could not tell you because I knew you were going to be extremely judgmental. And it wasn't even like that because I'm the type of person, I love my friends however you live. Like I got to a point where I realized like that's not cool because that was before I got to making some of the mistakes I made and I was looking around like, excuse me, girl. When I started making mistakes and living life on the edge I started understanding, oh, girl, judgment, it's out. It's late. Like, nobody does that because you are out here living reckless. And so I said that to say, when my homegirl said that the other day, I was so glad when I came around, by the way, because a lot of my friends, they were like, girl, we could never tell you stuff because you're like the mom of the group. Like, you're like, you know, and I was like that for a long time. But then when I started, like, living my life and acting up, I realized, like, oh, girl, you cannot judge anybody. And so the other day when my homegirl said that, I totally agree with her. I said, yeah, I don't say what I would do anymore because who knows? I might make, 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 (laughs) ma'am, I might wake up one day and I don't know what I might do. And I'm going to have grace for myself in that moment. I'm just going to keep it 1,000 with you. I'm not going to hurt anybody in the process, but... When it comes to me and my self-expression, like, I'm open to that. I'm still a woman that's growing. And I don't know. I don't want my views to be so black or white that I don't give myself any room to grow. As long as I know that I'm not hurting anybody, as long as I know that I'm loving those around me and those that I don't know, I'm still extending love and compassion to those people and I'm still being good to people, then whatever else is up. Like, I can do whatever I want, legit. Because you never know. You have to get uncomfortable if you want to reach newer levels in life. So that brings me to my next point. Black women 
have so much pressure on them to be role models and be twice as better versus experiencing or figuring it out. And I think part of figuring it out is being able to correct ourselves. There is so much strength in being able to say, girl, and I live by this, being able to say that was not right. And I love being able to be that person to correct myself, self-regulation, honestly. But you also have to be open to other people being able to tell you stuff too. And that is not always easy. But I think that as brown women, we have so much pressure on us. You know, they always say you have to be twice as better. And it's like, well, girl, where is the space for us to mess up and to do stuff that we're not supposed to do? Society doesn't give us any of that space because they're so ready to slaughter you either mentally or physically or socially or however they can psychologically over the smallest mistake. They're whether to they're they're ready to banish you. They're ready to throw away your scholarship or throw away your uh what is it called when you're your internship. Are they ready to throw away anything you've earned? They're ready to throw away your position. Brown women and men do not get second chances. So you're in that tough spot when you're trying to figure out, listen, I'm trying to figure out who I am, but I can't mess up because the world is already against me in so many ways. So it's tough to be a brown person waking up every day knowing that you have that pressure on your back. But really, you're just trying to figure out who you are and you're just trying to figure out, listen, is this the person I'm meant to be forever? Like, is there anything wrong with me changing? Yeah, I used to think that this was wrong, but now I don't. Or yeah, I used to only like guys, but now I might like both. Or yeah, I used to be a Christian, but now I want to experiment with other religions. Or yeah, I used to be a vegan, but girl, I want a two-piece. Listen, it all changes. And so I try to be receptive of that because you don't ever want to be so stoic that people feel like they can't come to you and be like, girl, listen, this is what happened to me. I know I never done anything like this, but let me share that with you. You know, I want to always be the type of person that's open-minded for myself as well. I want to be able to accept myself if I'm changing something. Something about me is changing. We let that pressure stop us from experimenting and stop us from really figuring it out because experimentation is when you get to unlock a whole nother level of yourself. You can't be scared of something that you've never had if that's what you want. If you want something that you've never had, how are you going to get there if you're the same person that you've always been? What I want you to take from questions that need answers when we talk about how do we shape our sense of self is For you to revisit your plan, but also be open to being something that you've never seen. Be the to be the first, you have to be uncomfortable. Because if you were gonna be like everybody else, there's nothing uncomfortable about that. You can look around and just simply do what they're doing. If you wanna be the first at something, if you wanna be the greatest at something, you're literally gonna have to be uncomfortable. Because there's nobody who can tell you how to do it. You gotta figure it out. So it's nothing wrong with having your plans is if you're listening out here and you know you're trying to work your way up in your company or you know you're trying to get that scholarship to go to school or you know you got a plan you want to get married by 22 have three babies by 25 like whatever your plan is that's great because most of us um 30 somethings can tell you that it's quite laughable at this point but there's nothing wrong with having a plan just be open to that plan changing because you never know where it could take you And as a 30-something who is just literally out here trying to feel my way through it, 
it's tough, especially being the type of person I am. I'm very type A and I like plans. I like agendas. I like structure. But you got to be uncomfortable. There is so much strength in being uncomfortable or being adaptable. If somebody says, listen, we're not going to fly. We're going to take a bus, but I'm still going to get you to where you're going to go. Are you going to say no? Think about that. Thank y'all to listening for questions that need answered. I really wanted to explore that because I don't know. Like, I love who I am now. I really do. But I'm also, like, really open to seeing who I'm going to become because I'm still so young. And I still have so many things that I want to do and so many places that I want to see. And the more that I travel the world, the more that my eyes are opened. Because if you just stay in your Houston, your Houston. <laughs> I am not going to cut that out. I'm going to leave it in because at this point, girl, you're silly. If you just stay in your city, even if it's a big city like Houston, girl, there is so much more to see. Travel is definitely a luxury and a privilege, but I think that anybody can do it. So if that, you need to go see the world, period, because there is so much to learn by seeing people who live differently than you. I think it's beautiful. I love it. And there is just so many things that I want to accomplish. And I know I can't accomplish that by being the same person. Even though I think who I am is pretty great. I'm super open. Like, I'm open to constructive criticism. Like, I want to grow. Because I know in order to be the best me, I have to continue growing. And I'm not going to do that by staying the same. Like, you can't get to a point where you just think you're, you're so grown and you've made it. Like, girl, no. No. So our next segment is called Black Women Who Are Winning, one of my favorite segments. And this week, we're talking about my girl, my fave, Issa Rae. Okay, she has a new show called Rap Shit that is premiering 721, and it's going to have two episodes on that night. I'm super excited. Whenever it comes to Issa, y'all know I'm going to be down with it, whatever. But it has a lot of um, new artists, a lot of new you know actors and actresses on there, and also some people that we've seen before. So I'm super excited to see what Issa's doing next. I don't think that she's the type of black woman that you can put in a box. I think that she, because she's doing so much, y'all. She's doing like a recording company. She's doing music. She's doing um, a podcast album. That's never been heard of before. She is writing for TV. She's doing all of this stuff. So it's like, girl, the world is her oyster. And I'm here for every second. Okay, the next black woman that's women is Miss... Y'all, why do I keep getting tongue-tied? That's my problem. I be talking too fast. The next black woman that is winning is Miss Katori Hall, one of the main writers of P-Valley. Y'all. Listen, this is a spoiler alert. If you have not watched P-Valley today, Sunday, the... Is it the 11th? The 10th? Like, please go watch it because I cry on like the last two or three episodes because the writers are really doing me in like murder and teak. Uh, I think it's beautiful that they are not only exploring toxic masculinity within the show and discrimination, homophobia, etc., but they're also showing the beautiful side of it. They're showing the gentleness. They're showing the humanity. They're showing that two men that are viewed by society to be masculine or however you want to plate it, 
they're showing that they have, they're able to be loving and sensual with each other. And there is just something beautiful about black men being soft and showing affection. Even if, you know, in any way, it doesn't have to be in a relationship, but it's something beautiful about black men being able to be soft. Even at the end, when you see that murder goes to Cliff to go be comforted, he's like, I'm not okay. And at that moment, my heart jumped out of my chest. I'm like, yes, because how often do you hear black men say that? Black women too, but definitely black men. Y'all, P-Valley is taking me. It's so good this season. Y'all have to watch it. And for my last group of women who are winning, the women who reached out to me this week, y'all, like I said, I was struggling, finding my motivation. And of course, I talked to my counselor about it. Of course, I talked to my some of my friends about it. I don't be wanting to dump on my friends. Y'all know how I am about that. But like, some of my friends can tell, they're just like, they can just tell. Because when we get on the phone, we're going to talk about relationships, business, work. We're going to run through the gamut. So when it gets to business, I'm just like, girl, right now, I'm just off. I'm losing my motivation, however I feel about it. I'm just discouraged. And I'm just super thankful for, to those women in my life who give me so much confirmation. They don't even know they're doing it. They're calling me saying, Dom, this Little thing that you say in your podcast really helped me figure out X, Y, Z. This is where I'm at now. Or this is what I figured out. Or girl, don't stop doing your podcast. I had one of my homeboys tell me, oh, I thought you were going to be at Essence Fest this year, you know, talking about your book or something. And he was joking, but all that stuff to me speaks to confirmation. There are women who I just jump on their live and they're shouting me out, you know, and saying those kind, kind things. Shout out to Tavanya. There are people who just text me just to say, hey, I was thinking about you today. And all of that stuff, it really helps you. So I'm so thankful to my tribe. I'm thankful to those women who reached out to me this week, whether they knew it or not, unknowingly or knowingly, and gave me some confirmation. Thank you so much. And for our last segment, it is the personal challenge. Um, y'all know I moved recently, and so as I as I have been going through all of my old stuff, I'm at this point, I'm gonna name this episode Tongue Twisted because girl, are you left eye? Are you twister? Like, who are you? I found a list of goals that I created in college, and I was so happy for two reasons. I was happy to one, see that I accomplished most of the things on the list. But I was also just so happy that I could have time to readjust. And that really was a message to me because it's like you set the parameters for your life. I thought it was so amazing to see those goals because looking back on them, some of them was kind of crazy. Like, girl, why would you even put that on paper? But some of them were really out of this world and I probably never thought that I would accomplish them. So I don't know if you're like a listy girl like me, but I be making lists that made me feel better about myself when I cross stuff out there when I, you know, like a little to-do list for the day. If I cross it out, I feel like I've done something, like I'm productive. But I really um, enjoy looking at that little goal list. So if you're into that, try to make you a goal list for the week or even for the year, however you feel, and just see how many of those things you can cross off. And if you don't, or if you feel like you want to change it, please do. So my personal challenge for the week is not the goal list, but it is to have fun. Have a staycation or a day trip if you can. Visit that restaurant that's been on your list. Take a hike, buy a plant, or simply sleep late. Have fun this week. 
thank y'all for being patient with me. Um, y'all know I just came back from the DR. You maybe you know or you don't know, but I'm telling you right now. I went for a bachelorette party. It was cute. I had a good time. The DR is beautiful. The people are beautiful. The chicken is jerked. Listen, it was a great time. I love to travel, so anytime I get to travel, it's beautiful. But right now, the flight prices, freaking grade A robbery. So if you get a chance to do something, even if you think it's small, like, y'all, take the time. Take the time for yourself because you never know. It's about to be hurricane season. It's about to be everything. Some are about to wrap up before you know it. So put on that little new Usher and City Girl joint. Clean up the house. Whatever makes you feel good about yourself. Have fun this week. That is my personal challenge for you. Don't get up today and think about all the stuff that you have to do. And don't get stressed about the week. Like, no. Make your to-do list. Leave the rest in the Lord's hands. Okay? Get organized. Meal prep. Whatever you got to do to make yourself be your best self for this week. And that's it. And if you don't quite make it through even one thing, okay, that's what next week is for. Don't you dare stress yourself out. Remember, everything is temporary. Take a deep breath. Do something that makes you happy. Don't wait. I love y'all so much. Thank you for sticking around to hear this episode. Thank you for sliding in my inbox to be like, girl, where's the episode? Thank y'all for not stressing me out because I missed the week. It's cool. Oh, I guess my highlight for the week is when I talked to my homegirl and she was like, so when is episode two coming? I was like, girl, episode two? You're asleep, okay? And that just goes to say that I am killing it. I am so happy. Thank you for taking time out to listen to my podcast. I literally love you. Send this podcast to a brown girl that you love. Make sure that you follow me. Oh, I'm sorry. That's supposed to be the next clip. Hold on. Like I was saying, this is this week's episode of This Shit Is Hard Podcast. We will be having another episode next week just to keep up with the regular um, schedule of things since I missed a week last week. Remember, our episodes are now coming every other week. So I'll see you guys Sunday. Um, thank you so much for listening. Follow me at This Shit Is Hard Podcast. Also follow me at For Brown Girls on Twitter. For Brown, for brown Girls on Instagram. Don't talk about my tongue twisters. Give me some grace. I love you. I hope you have a good week. Peace.